0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of on a Uncensored podcast. Brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. I'm your and host
1: Tyler Huck. I'm our good friends me, at always, University Traditions,
0: and our good friends at University Traditions. I'm your host Tyler Huck. With me, as always, is my co-host. We went live last night from the game.
1: We Chris did, Marler. Chris. Um, your experience yeah. so for, How for the it? games. So yesterday was like an awesome, awesome day of football in general. Um, yeah, for real. because, and by the way, so I know because we usually like the comment section is always like a lot of fun during this. I want to know what your favorite moment of bowl season has been so far from your own team. Cause that's obvious, but also from not your team, like what sit out, what's your favorite part of like of the bowl game so far? Don't say the cheese at room. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so put those in the comments as well. We'll read the best ones like on air. So the experience for me yesterday, um, it was a little bit odd just because like I couldn't I, I couldn't get past the fact that the Sugar Bowl being at 11 a.m was just weird as hell it really was yeah it, it um, just, I don't know and so couldn't, they have, couldn't like, they
0: have put the damn LSU Purdue game on at that time instead of being tomorrow
1: I, I mean probably I probably not it's for some reason I'm sure they like have it all figured out I'd say what they could have done was just told Kentucky and Iowa to go the fuck home. And and not do any of that with it. I mean, like, Kentucky could
0: have not shown up and scored the same amount of points. Uh,
1: just like I didn't watch a second of that game because I like I'm promising to not hate myself going into 2023, and that seemed like it was just very very self. Uh, well, I, Look, I, I don't want to say abuse, but just it's not good. Like you, you got to be kind of like a little bit of a sicko if you're like watching that game and you're not a fan. Um, it it
0: ran at the same time as the Bama game too, didn't it? Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. you gotta be a real sicko at that point to be like, you know what? I'm not gonna watch the Sugar Bowl this year. I think I'm gonna tune
1: into the what bowl was that? I think it's the Music City Bowl. I I bet an alternate line. It's even lower than the total. I've got it at (laughs) twelve. Almost. I mean, they they (laughs) they had like it was 21 nothing at the half, and I like I didn't watch a second of it, right? And I wasn't keeping up with that. I didn't care, and then. They were showing the recap, like the replay or or like the highlights or something. They were like, Man, Iowa's defense stepping up again, two pick sixes. And I was like, Oh my God. Of course it happened. Of course that's how the game played
0: out. So so Kentucky could have not showed up and scored the same amount of points as they did, but Iowa couldn't have I mean, they had 14
1: points off of
0: defensive touchdowns. So if Kentucky hadn't shown up, all they would have been able to score was seven.
1: I saw a, a stat somewhere that said they had seven passing touchdowns all year and they had six or eight defensive touchdowns all season as well which is just crazy but um no like yesterday in general was awesome i think partially for me because like i was wondering what the bama kansas state game was going to look like um and i think i wanted to ease into the day and i wasn't going to get too hyped up over a, a meaningless bowl and in the first six minutes of that game when Twitter was exploding about Bama being down 10, nothing our own social media guy, Alex, uh, said, tweeted out like, this is the Bama team you guys want to see in the playoff. And like, by the time I saw it, Bama was back up 14 to 10. And, um, so I just started my day of drinking and, and, you know, setting the record straight on things on Twitter. It was, it was a really good day of football. It was fantastic. Um, uh- As if
0: people don't know by now, I live about 45 minutes from the city. So unfortunately I had to, a lot of the sugar bowl was spent driving down to the city, getting where I was going, staying for the night, getting Ubers, all that kind of stuff. But I did see fucking
1: Uber situation, dude.
0: The Uber situation yesterday was, was an absolute nightmare. Um, Also trying to deal with it while you're like 50 bourbons deep is not good. My wife was ready to kill bu- me. 50 bourbons team. I mean, I didn't, I didn't I obviously did not drink 50 bourbons. That's fair. Um could have
1: been only no, more. so but like we did and we do want to get like talk about like the other bowl games as well. I think like we have to talk about the, the college ball playoff semifinals now. Because that was like I think it's like what we've we've been waiting on for like years now is these matchups that we've like wanted to create, we look forward to, and like you're trying to pair like the best versus the best. And, and reward the teams that deserve to be rewarded and put them in the playoff. And every single year, it like, seems like it's a giant letdown outside of like you know a couple of those Clemson-Ohio State games. Um, I mean, 11 of the 14 semifinal games going into this season were um, decided by, was it at least a touchdown or was it like double, double digits? I think it was double digits. And seven of those were decided by 20 or more points, which is just like, when, you, when you're, like, setting up a whole system, like, not rigging a system, but the whole point of your, your system you're putting in place is, like, we're going to put the best teams and the best games and blah, blah, blah. What's up, Johnny Ricks? Um, and then you just routinely have just, you know, like a shitty blowout game where it's over in, like, the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... Obviously,
0: I think this... As a double header of games, this is obviously the best semifinal we've we've had yet in the CFP era. That'll um, that, like don't ever let Bama back in it. I'm fine with that. Um, it started obviously uh, during the day. You had TCU in Michigan. Um, TCU, we've been on them all year, um, and they did not disappoint um what a game 51
1: game what's that why are we opening with the tcu game because it was the first one of two we should talk about the georgia game since most of our audience was there with us last night and we were there we
0: were there don't you serve well, the, save the burst for, best for last are you one of those guys that that tries to do the
1: best first and then the rest of it just sucks right No, I just think it's the most topical thing. It's like that. That was one of the best games of the year, maybe in the last several years. And it's like, I think that's probably what we should talk about first. All right, let's talk about about Bryce Young for the next four
0: to 27 minutes. All right, let's talk about the Georgia game then. Go ahead.
1: Your thoughts. (laughs) It's so mad. Um, Okay, Tyler, it's the biggest game of the the year so far, besides maybe Georgia, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Yes. So going into that game. I thought <laughs> stop being mad. Um, I was I was super pumped because I I thought that like one, I hate Ohio State and I hate I hate the Big Ten. And I realized like the night before, and I got like a giant Grinch smile like on my face for like like almost 24 hours. Cause I realized like I was walking into a win-win situation in this Georgia Ohio State game. Like I was playing with house money. Cause if Georgia beats Ohio State that's what we all kind of thought would happen. And they're going to go to the natty and Ohio state fans can shut the fuck up a little bit on Twitter for a while. They're the worst. Also like, you know, Ryan day and some of those other like guys who were like openly talking shit during media uh, availability this week about Georgia. I, I would have been fine with that. And then I realized like, wait a second, if Georgia loses, not only does that mean Georgia loses, but it also means the, the preseason predictions we made where I said Ohio State would beat Georgia for the national title, I would have gotten to pat myself on the back on that. And I was doing it all first half.
0: Well, that wouldn't have been true, though, because they would have beat them for a playoff. So but, no, uh, I think going into the game, it felt like a lot of people were just writing Ohio State off because of the yeah. Michigan game. And... I was saying that leading in. I actually happened to tailgate with a bunch of Ohio State guys and gals. And uh, that's what I was telling them. I said, you know, outside of one bad half of football uh, against Michigan. Yeah. it's Ohio State was – everyone, like, loved them. Um, Yeah. They've got great receivers. That showed up in the game in a big way. Um, And, look, man, I mean, for 55 minutes – it, or really, I mean, Dude. 58 minutes. Uh, Ohio yeah. State looked like the better team. I mean, it was a very evenly matched game. Um, those are the two best Stroud, teams in the country.
1: CJ Stroud was incredible. He was awesome, man. I, like, everything Ohio... So, I, have, I feel like I have so many takes or takeaways from this game. And it's not even, like, good or bad from one side. It's just, like... I, I, I feel like there was just... It was, like, nothing but positives. Like, those were the two best teams in the country clearly in my opinion, yeah. um, especially on that like given night, because I all we've seen from Kirby in, in that defense and like all season is like when they want to put the clamps down, we saw it against Tennessee, you know, when, when they want to prove a point, they prove a point and they've just kind of either play with their food or their boat race people. And, and, you know, like with LSU, they put up 50 points, like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of thought after, especially, you know, after what Michigan did from just running the football that like Georgia could they could do whatever they like whatever game plan they wanted to put in place so it's we're going to run the football down their throat or we're going to like we're going to pass like all over the field like you know with Stetson I thought they would like you know win by double digits with either and I was wrong I was like completely wrong about Ohio State and I tell you another thing I was wrong about was Ryan Day and how good of a play caller he is how like the fact that team every single time they took every single fucking punch that Georgia could throw at them it, yeah. They played an incredible game, and like I don't think I've I, I walked out of there like just I feel like with a totally different view or perception of Ohio State and Ryan Days like as a program and like how prepared and and like I think elite they were in in every single form of the game I guess like on on uh, Saturday night, but their fans too man their fans had suck on Twitter is a lo- the Bama Georgia game in 2017, tw- second 26, that was like 80 20 Bama Bama Georgia. It was like maybe 40 60, closer to yeah. like 50 50. Yeah, that was it
0: awesome. Was, I mean, uh, just in in the uh, the box that I was sitting in, it was like half Ohio State fans in the box. Like I was just, I was shocked. Um, yeah. Man, what an impressive night. I mean, the fact that. Ohio State's O line kept Stroud upright all game. I mean, he had time to pass, and he was
1: running like, like yeah. he hasn't done that all season. Didn't have a single rushing touchdown in in twelve games, and he is like dicing them up at like it, it, every single turn.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I, I thought, um, obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. was incredible. It sucked Dude. that he got knocked out of the game. He didn't play in the fourth quarter. That obviously, know, he got a receiver got hurt. Yeah. Did not have said
1: already have another receiver out?
0: Yeah, he did. He's preparing for the draft. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Good for them. Two
1: two missing receivers in this game. Wow. Good for Georgia, man. But they it's not an break. excuse. It's just an excuse, right? You know, here's the thing. We're going to get into this at the very end because I I did not I haven't seen this side of Georgia fans in a, in a while because they've been so great. They've been so dominant. Um, but I th- I there was a very real childlike fear, I feel like that was like sweeping across that that stadium with georgia fans because like i think they're a little bit in shock when they were down 14 points stetson throws a pick they're like i mean i knew that day would be able to scheme up some like effective play calls and maybe get into like the end zone early but at some point they're gonna make adjustments and when georgia tied it up or went up like 24 21 and, and it's like there's a minute left and a half and ohio state went 75 yards in four plays. like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it, just, it was incredible.
0: Both teams took took turns just answering the bell when that when it had to be answered. And, um, you know, Georgia was down 38-24 in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Um, incredible. And so any questions of, you know, resiliency or, you know, because obviously for pretty much all of last year uh, outside of the SEC game and – all of this year really.
1: Um, not facing a ton of adversity. That's the thing. And I've almost felt like Kirby tried to like like manually or like manufacture some adversity throughout the season. Like the Kentucky game. I felt like like the Kentucky game, they could have probably done whatever they wanted to with Kentucky, but they've just like very comfortably played to a 16 to 6 win on the road. And like because that was one thing, like a year ago, they had not had anyone come close to them, besides like since the Clemson game in Week One, and you know, and they get punched in the mouth against Bama. I, I think it was like kind of a difficult way to respond. Like they didn't, they didn't know how to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. I mean, I don't know if Kirby actually manufactured. I don't know if Sarkeesian's drinking again. I, I, but either way, they did an incredible job. Like, and that's why I think, I know there's been a couple comments about like. Well, like you know, they had all day to throw, or like I just think it was like best on best, man. You talk about that left tackle is going to be a top ten pick. It, it, like I know Georgia fans were upset about like the Keeley Ringo thing, but like he got you torched. were facing, he did.
0: He got torched by Marvin Harrison all night long. I mean,
1: Harrison torched. He's got his he's a special on, on star. Yeah, right? he's. Uh, did he win the Blitnikoff? I can't remember now. No, because Justin or Jalen Hyatt scored eighty-seven oh, yeah. touchdowns against Bama, so. Mm-hmm. Um but i mean like the thing is it, it it's the best receiver in the country it's a top 5 pick at, at QB Yeah I mean sometimes you're going to get beat uh, you know it's like it's like it would be like watching like Barry Bonds like go up against like I don't know, like a Roger Clemens like that. that's a better example that's a much better example <laughs> Um but no i thought it was like i was i was worried for Georgia for a minute like
0: when I was they, they got out of uh, the half man. When they went down twenty-one-seven, is when I first saw it from the Georgia yeah. fans, including my wife who was sitting next to me. It was funny too because, you know, I was wearing the Georgia gear. I've, that's the first time I've ever done that, and I had my Florida State gear on as well. And I was just wanting a good game. Truthfully, uh, I, didn't really I, I didn't want to sit there and watch a Georgia blowout. Of course, I never had it in my mind that Ohio State would blow out Georgia, so. I just wanted a good game and so I had these two guys sitting behind me that were like big Ohio State guys and I was like quietly dapping them up when they would do something good and right. my wife caught me at one point and she was like I can't believe you so I had to kind of mute my uh, fandom or or lack thereof um, but I could see it you know when, when Ohio State went up 21-7 I could see a little bit of a Fear a lot of Georgia it. fans,
1: yeah. Well, and and like with good reason because the, that's they're at a point now, and the, this is something. It's a testament to how good the program is. It's like you're gonna be in like what's essentially a one to three game season every year. Like it's not gonna be as much fun as it used to be, almost because like you're gonna beat the shit out of everybody, and then you're just basically hurrying up through the season to get to the playoff and like get a chance at winning an addict like every single year, and. You know you look back at it, like 13 wins, like you know, their first 13 or no season they've ever had at UGA. Like you get a Heisman finalist, a quarterback, the defense is great after losing. Like the story was great, and, and and they were they seemed like week in and week out, really consistent and really dominant. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit, this could all just go, it's <laughs> going just be for nothing if if we like don't get our shit together. And I think so. For me, like, because there were so many cool moments in this game on both sides, really, but like you know. It, Georgia getting after after Stroud early. Stroud being able to step up and put that team on his back. And and like him and Stetson, they literally had like a mirrored uh, like stat line outside. I think like Stetson had like 50 more yards, but they had the same exact like completions and attempts. Um, again, him doing it with his legs. But how about like Arian Smith? Like the first pass of the game was, was to A.D. Mitchell, which I loved. And he scores the game winning touchdown. But and you know, your leading receiver is a guy that we kind of wrote off because we he got injured again. And I remember saying, like, I wonder, you know, I it wasn't to be like a dick, but I was like, I almost wonder if like that kid's got something else planned for him from like a higher power or something. Like, he's not supposed to be playing football because every single year he's had some devastating like season-ending injury.
0: Comes you up with three catches Arian for like
1: 119 yards. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, look. So, the, I I'd say the two standouts outside of that, you know, incredible catch by Bowers, uh, where he. Uh, that play where he levitated, essentially. I saw someone mention in the chat. Um, you had Arian Smith. So, l- let me go l- tell you the game log for Arian Smith this this year. Uh, his first catch came on October 1st against Missouri. He had one catch in that game for seven yards. He had one catch against Tennessee for 52 yards and one catch mm-hmm. against LSU in the SEC Championship game for seven yards. Mm-hmm. In this game, three catches, 129 yards, a 76-yard touchdown, and that's what cut it to 38-35 after they had the two-point conversion. Uh, Just an incredible way to step up. And then A.D. Mitchell, five catches on the year. Four of them were in the first game against Oregon, and then one catch for four yards against Stanford. Not another stat the rest of the
1: year until last night. I remember saying this last year, and it's Munkin does such a good job of getting everybody involved and distributing the football like all over the like all over the place. Because like you saw it with Bama like last year in comparison to UGA, which was like they had two guys, and when they went down, it was like we're not gonna throw a fucking Slade bolden. Like, you know, they did not try to like spread the wealth at all in that offense. And like, you know, they lost like three running backs, so you had one guy getting the lion's share that carries there. And I remember looking at like the the amount of like targets and an amount of like like receptions like in different different receivers who caught a pass like in the last like, few games of the year for for bama versus georgia it'd be like five or four or something like that for bama every single game from the halfway point of the season from the florida game there were at least eight different receivers who caught a single pass in the in their last seven games and they did the same thing this year they had 10 different guys catch a, catch a pass uh what do you call it? yesterday from uh from sets in. And not only did they, that, did they do that, but they did it in the first half. It, it's just, it's an incredible job all the way around. And like having those guys been, there's not a lot of cohesiveness. They haven't been at practice. It, that was incredible.
0: Well, and I saw you put this out on Twitter, but so I'll let you talk
1: about it. But Stetson in the fourth quarter. Okay. So this is the cool, this is like one of the coolest things about it. Cause again, I love that what I love that Ohio State was able to do and keep taking punch after punch after punch. Um, but Stetson Bennett comes out, and he, like there was a lull in the middle of the game. There's, like, 100%. Just, I mean, he, yeah. look,
0: his stat line ended up being 300, almost 400 yards passing three touchdowns. Right. But I think there's definitely an argument to be made that he was not playing well at, at some point
1: in the game. So he, he comes out in the first quarter, and he's, he's 9 of 10 for 100 yards and a touchdown. From the second and third quarter, he throws that pick in the second quarter. But in the second and third quarter, he was 4 of 12. Yeah, and and this is what I love quarter. most about it because like everyone started to, like there were people openly saying like, it might be time to bring him out. I was like, this is unbelievable. Like, here we go again. <laughs> and, I, and I remember like they go to the fourth quarter and George is down by 14 against one of the best offenses in the country. He's like whipped you up and down the field all day. And I remember like making a joke. I was like, this is so rude of Stetson just to put, you know, all of these fans through like just torture for like three quarters, just so he could be the fucking hero all over again. And I was saying it in jest, but Stetson comes out in the fourth quarter, and I said this was the cool thing. Even last year when they beat Bama, was like they had the chance to, you know, take him out, run the football, whatever. Georgia was averaging, averaging nine point eight yards per carry at halftime, and they they went away from. And the by run. the way, Ohio
0: State—that was the, what was so impressive, impressive about Stroud—they couldn't
1: run the ball worth of shit at all, at, at all. all. So. Stetson comes in and he goes in the, in the fourth quarter, he goes 10 of 12 for 207 yards, two touchdowns. He had three drives, all three were scoring drives. And, and to show you how, how ridiculous it was, like in like, in the, just how much the narrative has changed. And maybe how like lays the narrative was before one of my buddies, texts he's like, I don't know if Kirby, Kirby doesn't trust uh, Stetson. You said it at the halftime, like, you know, interview. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so this was, this was like a super hot take of his, I guess. And I, I go back and look at it. There were 18 total plays that Georgia ran in the fourth quarter. Only two of them were not involving Stetson. Whether it's design runs to Stetson or whether it's like, like passing like or like pass attempts, like whatever. It was two of the 18 play calls were to somebody other than Stetson Bennett. And I mean, you look at like that kid and what he's been able to do and how quickly that narrative changed because in that building last December, you had you know a lot of concern, like maybe we can't win it if he's the if he's the guy. And you know he had three interceptions against Bama. He comes out, man, and and like in in college football in the college football playoff alone, just in just in the fourth quarter of college football playoff games, when it matters most, right? He is fifteen of 88 percent um, passes. Uh, he's averaging nineteen point one yards per attempt. He has five touchdowns and zero interceptions. It's just incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. Um,
0: where Georgia could have lost the game, they were pretty abysmal on third down. They had a 20% success rate on third down, yeah, which is in the sixth percentile. But where they won the game, 11 explosive plays compared to three yeah. for Ohio State. I mean, I just felt like every time it felt like the game was getting out of the, uh, Georgia's grasp, they would make some monster play, like some huge play down down the field,
1: right? And it just saved them. And um... well, and again, it, like back against the wall, because I tell you, I tell you what, the, the most un, the two most uncharacteristic things I saw from Georgia, like they missed a couple field goals, so they played like a B minus game. I feel like it was not, it was not a good game, like like you know, as a whole, missing it, like you know, the, the field goals. I think obviously that comes, that becomes like a huge issue later on. But like scoring with like a minute to go in the first half, and then and you're getting the ball coming out in the second half, and allowing Ohio State to go right down the field in four play seventy five yards to take the lead again, that was very uncharacteristic. And then the other thing was second and goal from the three yard line. Todd Munkin ran some fucking weird like reverse to like to Lad McConkey, who's like already not like he's like a shell of himself because of that knee injury, and they end up losing like eight to 10 yards and, and we're like, it, I think they almost fumble or something like that. And you look at it like, they have to settle for a field goal that, you know, like that could have been like the source of nightmares for years to come if they end up not scoring, but final drive, you give sets in the ball five for five, 70, I think it was like 82 or 75 yards right down the field ball game. Just, uh, I, I think one of the all
0: time, games uh, definitely probably the best game i've ever been to live if i had to say
1: um i, I will tell you that was a better game than than second and 26 yeah
0: it, just it, an incredible it incredible
1: game um so
0: obviously georgia fans and and the cool one of the coolest things how about the timing have you seen that video online that was cool yeah the peach or the ball drop like the exact moment that ohio state missed the kick just what an incredible night for Georgia fans. I mean, it's been an incredible two year run here and we'll see yeah. how, how it ends because they go and they're not playing Michigan. They're playing TCU. They
1: are. They are. And I, I did want to say one, one last thing about this. Cause I don't know if you saw the, the one person here in the, in the comments, Caleb with a K, which is, I love it. Um, I did not. This, see this was with a K. I, Jay Woody, our, our Facebook group moderator, called me today and was like are you seeing all these comments about the game i was like what about it? he's like was there like a bunch of missed calls or something like that i was like i don't i don't think like there was no part of that game that made me feel like officiating decided the outcome no is that fair absolutely this is gonna shock you but a select few i think georgia fans when they got their backs against the wall and put in that old familiar position they were in where they might yeah. lose in like like horrible fashion right they went right back to their instincts and and immediately started blaming the refs. And so this was an actual like I didn't think this was a take, and there's multiple people said this like that was the worst officiated game I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, hmm. each team had four penalties for like 40 yards. Did you watch the like game
0: that. right before this game?
1: Because there was some real bad refereeing in the in the Michigan TCU game. I just I hate the fact that like we we have to do. We had, like we can't just enjoy anything or or like it, it. Everything has to be something, right? Yeah. And so there was a there was just like a bunch of comments, and it wasn't just like one person; It was a bunch of people. Like they were. Look at that. <laughs> I'm guessing you know this guy. I have no idea who that is. Okay. Um, yeah. This is this is. I love this. I love this. Um, so and
0: and yeah, also, and and this the Swampy McGee makes a good point. Yeah. You know, it, it, every, I, I didn't hear it, anybody sure. complaining about the refs. Anybody, like, I had a lot of Georgia fans around me. Nobody was really complaining about
1: the refs. Oh, so. is this, a, this can't be a real person. Hold on. Put that picture right What the Your fuck lips. is this? Is he in a barbershop quartet? <laughs> um, no, I, 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 you know, and like, I think there are times, like, yeah, when there's bad calls and stuff like that. That Ole Miss game was horrible. Horrible. But I just thought this was, like, at every single turn, it, it was – one of the best games between the two best teams. What is this? What is happening right now? Everybody's mad at you now about the rough thing. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to read this from Caleb with a K. It says, sick of a gaslighting routine, Marler. You, you use the, quote, horny for disrespect line to mean Georgia fans. Look for disrespect where it isn't there, which you do. Then you routinely disrespect Georgia fans even now. So I haven't disrespected any Georgia fans. Um, I, that's not the intent. And, uh, I always do love when people tell me what my, what I was doing to them, like what, like, cause they know my intentions for sure. Um, but if you left that game and your only response was, was the worst officiated game ever, fucking go outside, touch some grass. And, and like, that was one of the best games of all time. Hey, you know, you know what, you know, what the refs didn't cost you. The refs didn't cost you that fucking play on, on second goal from the three. Refs didn't have you miss two field goals. The refs didn't have you routinely make like like, I guess like laps in either either judgment or just like broken plays like in the in the secondary. None of that happened. And, and you guys, Ohio State played their best game of the season, their best possible game, like they could have played, a plus, like a hundred percent. And Georgia, Georgia was still able to win. That says so much about that team and that program. So I. Hey, listen, I don't know what you could be upset about, but if you go on like a fucking tirade in the Facebook group bitching about refs in a game that you won, I don't know how to tell you this, Caleb, but you kind of sound like a little bit of a bitch. And the whole uh, the whole horny for disrespect thing and like gaslighting your fans I don't I don't know how else to appease Georgia fans at this point. I just like I'm I've, I've predicting to win the natty. I say like I I just I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I mean I I don't I personally. Michael, I can't believe the Chris, up.
1: the Bama boy, is giving us this lecture. Also, you don't get to call me boy when you're in a fucking like khaki shorts and and bow tie. Like, uh, what what is going on here in this picture? <laughs> um.
0: So yeah, it's it, it's uh, it, it was an interesting game for sure. I I, I think you know, obviously, had tip to Georgia for because you're right. I hadn't seen Ohio State play like that all year. Um, no. CJ Stroud hadn't played that way all year. Um, Marvin Harrison had, but, you know, you finally had a Miku Ibuka, who was a five-star receiver, mm-hmm. you know, 112 yards, eight catches on nine targets, a touchdown. I mean, their guy showed up in a big way. Julian Fleming, another yeah. five-star receiver, five catches on six targets, 71 yards. I mean. Dude,
1: how about that secondary shutting down Brock? Like, at yeah. that point, Setson had 22 pass attempts, and, and he had two targets to Brock Bowers at that point um
0: so yeah just just an insane level of play throughout the, the game on both sides i thought right. i mean i i didn't think georgia played a bad game their defense clearly no. it didn't look like it has in the past that's for sure yeah um, i think that i was of that surprised just... about the
1: lack of pass rush and stuff like that but but also you know again like i, I just don't think it's anything that's like the sky is falling i think it like you know, I have a hard time believing that there probably wasn't a single hold on Jalen Carter for 60 minutes because of just how much of a monster that kid is. But man, I mean, like it, it's if you saw remember like you were showing like the the roster like talent composites whatever from 24/7. If you remember like the Georgia and Ohio State like just from a number standpoint, it's like the Spider Man pointing me like it's almost identical. So, the, I uh
0: maybe one day I'll play the guitar on here, James. Just for you. Um, I did hear, uh, I was listening to some um, podcasts that recap the game just to get kind of some other people's opinions. Because obviously, I will say, I love going to games. And that that atmosphere Mm -hmm. was just just awesome to be at. You do miss a lot not listening to the broadcast. And apparently, they said on the broadcast that Jalen Carter, like in the first quarter, was coming out like he was like fatigued. And really? someone here in the chat is saying Jesse in the chat is saying Bowers was sick. It was. It was uh, also
1: kind of like chippy at times. That like I, I watched the replay last night when I got home, but I saw it a couple times during the game. Like it was especially like a, like on the like the lines of scrimmage, it, it got a little bit chippy. Like especially early on. Uh,
0: I will say that I think it's insane that you watched the game when you got home last night, considering you told me you didn't even leave the stadium area till three thirty listen
1: Tyler I don't I don't know how to tell you this but I didn't go to sleep and I don't care it was a lot of fun I slept today I think I did. but I mean like one I was just fucking pissed because we didn't get I didn't get into an uber until 3 30 in the morning so yeah the the uber situation I don't
0: know who in the chat uh was actually at the game and Michael just nightmare yeah uh, to it was
1: all right, so the other the other non nightmare. TCU Michigan man, TCU and I just,
0: it, I, wow. I, it took a while to get into the stadium, so I missed the part where like Michigan somehow got back into the game. But for the majority <laughs> of the game,
1: TCU was like, <laughs> they just were dominating Michigan. Dude, we I'm not making this up. We we left the tailgate. They took down the TVs, and it was forty eight to like thirty. Right. And right. We we're like in that little like grass, like little Valley area on the outside of the stadium. We walk from there, we go up, <laughs> go up the stairs and we go get in line. And by the time I get in line and look at my phone, it was 48 to like 45. And I was like, what in the actual fuck is happening right now? <laughs> it was like, it was like three real time minutes. Um, I, I, so look, I, I mean, TCU
0: obviously put up fifty-one points, fourteen of them came off of pick sixes. Um, need a Damn, live game crazy. watch for the Natty for sure. That could be fun. Sucks that it's on
1: a Monday. I. What are your thoughts? I on never realized that people hated that being on Mondays. I. I always. I don't mean. I wouldn't say I liked it necessarily. I just. I never. I didn't know everyone hated it.
0: I think it's just the thing of like it. You know, they they don't kick off until like eight thirty. And then it's it's a longer game than normal, and it's just you got to wake up the next day, go to work, sucks. But you don't, you don't have to if you don't want to. That's true. Um, But yeah, yeah. So JJ McCarthy. I mean, the the game started where they went for it on fourth and goal. They tried some weird trick play that had no chance of ever working. Yeah. Um, And from there, like TCU just took off. Quentin Johnson, like just another 163 yards and a touchdown. Max Duggan, obviously. 225 through the air, two touchdowns, another two on the ground. Um, just a, I, mostly shocked that Michigan coming to the game after that Ohio state game, I think they might've been feeling
1: themselves a little too much. They absolutely had to have been feeling themselves. And like with yeah. good reason, man, because it's like you like, I mean, that was such a huge monkey on their backs of like, you I mean, you lost for 14 straight fucking years. Yeah. I mean, they weren't even like relevant. It seems like so you beat them two years in a row and then you win the big 10 or whatever, or big three, whatever you want to call it at this point. And I I will say that like, I watched the game against Purdue and it, you know, I I wasn't like blown away by anything they did. They're a solid football team. Um, I think they're like, their, their style of play and like their game plan seems a little bit like more methodical and just like pounding the football, but like, like Sonny Dykes, like, it was I, – I feel like – we kept saying this like in like October, November. The committee just refused to give TCU any respect. Like refused to put him like up there and like until like the very end. And Sonny Dykes, knowing all that, I just love the fact that he's out here just openly calling people out. He makes the comment about the SEC, about how it was like, you know, it's, it's, it's tough like, you know, and these teams out here playing like – I think it's like Austin P in week 13. He's like, you know what we caught in week 13? Texas yeah side note they also played tarleton state whatever that is in week two so when we played texas but um but no like in you know and then i just i love the fact that like he they flat out said they were they were going to their game plan was to make jj mccarthy beat him with his arm he's just you know called a shot and for the 12th time this year or 13th time this year he's looked like a fucking genius after after the game
0: yeah i uh for the for the question in the chat, who's more fun to watch, Lose Day or Harbaugh? For sure, Harbaugh. I don't really have anything against yeah. Day, to be honest.
1: I do think it's funny that Beard Harbaugh said real. he was born on third base. That is funny. That was really good. Yeah, um, I, mean, I really do. Just think that, like, I went the moment I saw they were down fourteen nothing. I knew that I was going to be a, a a dick to somebody on Twitter that night for the big thing because like that was the thing that was so frustrating. Is, like, I'm not saying that they did. Both those teams deserve to be in there for sure. But my God, is it fucking hilarious. If you, the first time you get two Big Ten teams in there and you lay an egg and you're out like day one, just yep. day one, you're out, yep. you lost to TCU. You were like a, almost a double digit favorite in that game. The other the other game, you had a double digit lead in the fourth quarter. Um, I just, you know, because again, Michigan didn't play anybody all year. And I think that's one thing that was like, we talked about the, you know, having like, like Kirby and, and Georgia, like not, Facing a lot of adversity. If there's anything TCU faced, besides weird fucking frogs on the sidelines like that, it's absolute, absolutely, is adversity. Absolutely. Hey, I have to pee real fast, so you continue on. I don't, I don't want to. Just we'll sit here in silence. Um. Okay. So going back to the TCU game and and uh, and Michigan as well. JJ McCarthy didn't play bad. I didn't think. I didn't think he was like, but he didn't. He he was like pretty adamant about how i think the comment was something about like how the 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 quote from sonny dykes was like listening to asmr and how he was gonna um you know like take take pride in the fact that like they were gonna try to beat him like by making him throw and and he was gonna prove him wrong or whatnot whatever i mean him and max had had similar lines i think they both had two touchdowns two interceptions but man i don't i feel like there also wasn't a single drive in this game i don't feel like I just feel like every time you looked up, it was just some fucking broken play and like a 70-yard run or a 70-yard pass. It was an incredible game. It was an incredible game. Um, Dave was pumped up to the extreme. They really were, man. I will say that the, the one kid was talking about the gaslighting thing, and I'm not 100% sure he knows the meaning of it, but I will say I don't think I've ever seen a collective group gaslight themselves more maybe than, than Ohio, like Ohio State fans, the whole Ohio against the world. I don't think the world's out to get Ohio. But they man, they, they know how to put a chip on their shoulder for sure. Dave was he was lit on the sideline. Okay,
0: I'm back. Um, by the way, and I feel like this is the type of podcast where we could talk about this. Have you been seeing the rumors that are circulating around LSU right now? What? I'm gonna just send you this. I'll I'll see what you think about us talking about this? <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, man, I super happy for TCU. I super happy for college football. I think it's good that a team like TCU yeah. can play in the championship and beat the um, blue blood. I've already, <clears throat> excuse me. I've already talked about this, but I think I was wrong on the, on the transfer portal slash NIL, <clears throat> Making the rich get richer. I think it's actually spreading out the talent Dude. across the country.
1: I mean, it it's probably or... just a little bit too early to tell what, like the the real trend will like will concrete like will, you know concretely be. But TCU has been; they've done work in the portal, man. Like they have done absolute work. They got the they got the best kid from um, or Besh, what's his name, the receiver from LSU. They got him. They got that Brockmire kid from Bama. They got uh, they got like a JoJo know, Earl. Yeah, they got JoJo Earl, who's like a top forty recruiter. something like that. Like they've they've done a really good job. I, I mean, Sunny Dykes, like, I, I love I love the fact that they were able to each like each week, like shock the world. It seemed like, and they get to the end of the year, and and like then you get like Max Duggan having that like little tug on the heartstrings because he was crying after the game because he, he thought they had blown it. And they were going to get in. But to go beat a team like Michigan, that was awesome. Okay. Read your text message, see what you think
0: about um, what I just sent you. Um, And yeah, and I will say too, you know, Ben Diesel's talking about it now. You just talked about it. Uh, The effects of NIL and transfer portal certainly um, aren't known yet. I do know for a team like Florida State, it's turned us around from being three wins two years ago to 10 wins now. And we still get good news in the portal pretty much daily to the point where, like, I feel great about 2023 now all of a sudden. Um,
1: Yeah, we're going to preview the national championship, obviously. But
0: Oh, yeah, separately from
1: this, 100%. Yeah, we definitely should get in some of these. There's some really good games on this week. I I cannot fucking believe what you just sent me here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, well, I I think... uh, for anybody, is, if there's anyone in the chat that is an LSU fan, um, I'm just going to
1: read it. Pre, please.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Please. All, all right. We're going to kick off
1: 2023 with a sex scandal in the SEC. <clears throat> um, LSU rumors. Let's do it. So this says secret board scoop, which already sounds fake. Yep. Not out in the public sphere yet, but booty was just the tip of the iceberg. Just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So as as some of you know,
0: yeah, KeShawn Booty said he was going to go to the NFL. Then he decided he he was going to come back, and then he was mysteriously not coming back all of a
1: sudden. I don't think it's mysterious. I think he's just. I mean, if you would have told me he was just going to get paid, I would have believed that. If I didn't realize that it was a sex party gone awry. So continue. Apparently, there was a sex party in Atlanta during the SEC Championship Day, and the participants got caught. I don't know if we should read
0: the names. I mean, Kayshawn, we've already done that. <laughs> I'm reading all of it. I, okay, I, just, right. I didn't I mean, this on was it. on the I, internet. So this isn't like something yeah. that I... Like,
1: it, says, like, it says here, like I'm looking at it right now, and it says it was written by, it was a three-part um, job. It was written by Emery Picker, um, Caleb Tillman, and then also Michael Castleberry. They're the ones that actually reported on this. So if you guys want to get mad, blame them.
0: They were in a um, sex party
1: too. They had a sex party. Yeah, but they were just filming. They got left out for sure. At least five people have been identified uh, in the sex party. Kayshawn Booty, Destiny Wilson—is that a player? The on-campus recruiting coordinator—that's
0: a female. Oh, that's, oh, that was a comma. Oh, she's God. actually oh, the God. lone, the lone female in the sex party, which is I don't like troubling. That. <laughs> um, Cortez Hankton, the wide receivers coach. J.R. Belton, the director. I just don't of recruiting. feel
1: like I would have wanted to have. I one, I would never want to have sex like like anywhere close, it, like in the near vicinity of another person, <laughs> a friend, a relative, uh, anyone. Booty was a coach.
0: Di- so the, these are fa- okay, The facts of this: Booty was dismissed. Uh, Destiny Wilson, the lone female, resigned like on December eighth. She has a history of this sort of behavior. And LSU failed to catch it in due diligence.
1: Hold on, Cortez, what do you mean she's a history of this sort of behavior? We cannot say that.
0: <laughs> that it's what it says on here. We're not going
1: to kink shame anyone.
0: Uh Cortez Hankton, the highest-paid wide receiver coach in the country,
1: will be terminated effective dude. after
0: the bowl game. So that's what we're going to look for tomorrow. LSU plays Mississippi or uh, Purdue. If Cortez Hankton gets fired, <laughs> I'm going to start believing this rumor. Because this says, I, I mean, Hankton's getting, I want to believe it now. Yeah, I mean, I do believe it now because I choose to. But Hankton is going to be a, a terminated effective immediately after the bowl game. The fates of Belton um, and Phillips are not yet known. Both are almost certainly gone. So
1: guess, we'll see. You, I just can't imagine, like, because, like, coaches are supposed to teach you and coach you and mentor you. And there's genres about that to so each their own. But I just oh, can't man. imagine like showing up to practice like the next day and being like, "What's up? What's up, coach? We're doing position drills today, or position drills? Am I right?" I'm kind of <laughs> 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 break up into positions. I'm doing doggy style. <laughs> um, wow! And also, so... like, no wonder Keshawn Booty was so arrogant in terms of like how he <laughs> was like handling his business at the end of the season. He was the only player they let they let join their reindeer games yep uh, so that's me interesting.
0: I, I I do love that we're a podcast that just reports rumors that are totally we have no idea if they're real. I, I but we're journalists I mean that's where we stand by our, our reporting. yeah um, all right, so obviously we're gonna get into um, the TCU Georgia game at a later date. I saw the yeah. early line was thirteen and a half.
1: that's uh, by the way, the price for the tickets just plummeted immediately too. TCU, we were talking about this last night. TCU can't be that big of a school. Oh, I did the deep dive, and it could not have been less interesting. <laughs> like real quick. okay, because you know how I nerd out with these things. Yeah. TCU was there just wasn't anything. It was like no one would have found anything. They, they got cucked out of their own campus when they first opened. They, they opened up a Christian like based school, like about yeah. values and stuff. Um, they actually have over 60 different religions represented there though, not just Christianity, but when they first opened apparently like Fort Worth like was like a small town and then within a couple years it became like a boom town and then like I guess it's like tombstone, so people took over and put like casinos and saloons and like, so the entire place just turned into like, I forgot what they called it, it was like Hell's Half Acre or something and it was just like I don't know, dirty ass mustache, cowboy hat, Vegas, but in like in the 1800s. So they left. They left their own campus and went to Waco. And then they Waco. were there. They were going to stay there across the town from their rival. And then that school burned down. So they went back to they went back to Fort Worth. Interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there you go. Swampy McGee's got it here. Fall of 2022,
1: TCU had 12,000 students. He's reading it from my. Graphic, right? Yeah. Yeah, he is. It's a very small and they don't have the biggest endowment either. Neither is Kishan Booty from what I've heard. Well, maybe we'll find out soon.
0: I hope. Not. Um talk about a guy's uh draft stock plummeting over a year. <laughs> you don't know that. Maybe the NFL's into sex parties.
1: Um I mean, the NBA is for sure.
0: So we have almost gone an hour. Um so we yeah. can lightly touch on the other games. Uh, what, what were
1: the things that stood out to you from like the, the week after Christmas bowls and stuff like that? Um, I, there's a couple for sure. I
0: was very impressed with Tennessee. Um, yeah. I thought, I thought that they would struggle just given that their two best receivers were out. Plus obviously hidden hooker was out and I'm not a fan of Joe Milton was very wrong. Oh, on I, that. I believe wrong he won the that. MVP of the game. Didn't he?
1: Uh, I have no idea, but if he didn't, he should have for sure. Um, I, b- I believe
0: he did. I thought that was really impressive. Uh, you know, Clemson, it, I'm I'm very interested to watch Clemson next year because I mean, they're b- basically like it feels like Clubnick if he's not good, this could be the end of Clemson's like really good run. I love that you say this like several times a year. If Clemson wasn't in the ACC, they would be a four loss team. For sure. Yeah. I mean, if- um Four and four states on the rise, bitches. Let's go.
1: Um, yeah, obviously, I the, uh, hold oh, on, real quick. The thing with Joe Milton, I, I'm gonna apologize to Tennessee fans because I, I, I was so wrong about this because I kept saying how I understand how they often like he's got like an incredible arm, but he doesn't have like any a lot of accuracy, right? That seems like these like that's constantly been his problem like throughout his eight years in college. Um, and this offense is predicated on like not just you know, intermediate routes, accuracy, but like throwing the deep ball and throwing it very, very accurately. I didn't know if he could do that. It, I, I think like, I want to make a comparison here. That's going to sound stupid, but he's like almost like Aaron judge a little bit because, or maybe like Giancarlo Carlos Stanton, okay. like what he's like, physically there's no one else. That's like anywhere close to being like on par with what he's able to do. I mean, he's like, just like flicks his wrist. It's like an 80 yard bomb. Right. But he also is like going to probably hit 240, and what you know with 60 homers, maybe he's like Dan Edville. I don't know, but he's like I I thought they. I think I said somewhere last week that there might even be like a you know quarterback controversy going into spring or going into coming out of spring, going into fall camp because they got that five star Nico coming in who's very. He was on the sideline, by
0: the way. I saw. I was watching. He was just at. He was in uniform. He wasn't in pads.
1: Was he early and early? Uh, yeah. oh, it was had to be um, like early man, enrolled really good, in man. December, I guess. Yeah. That's also fair. But no, I I <laughs> thought strange. like, I, I just assumed it's like, I mean, you know, if Milton could execute it, like he probably wouldn't have left Michigan. He probably would have been like, you know, continue to be the starter over in and hooker. Um, but man, man, like he talked about taking advantage of an opportunity.
0: That was awesome. Yeah. That's great for him. So, I mean, I guess, well, yeah, I, I would think that the Nico kid will be starting at some point, but you may have Milton as the starter going in. Um, let's see, what else did I like? Let me go look at the games here. The FSU game was cool. The FSU game was fun. um a great game. Um, we, man, I'm a little disappointed uh, about the defense. I think they're going to have to get some things fixed uh, in the secondary uh, to have real aspirations for big goals next year but man the offense is so fun i love jordan travis i I cannot believe i cannot believe he is at the point he is now with his talent level i mean he he was like legitimately not good like two years ago like not good at all i was if you would have told me also not good right um so obviously i was super happy about that four states continue to get a lot of really good news in the portal guys coming back um shout out uh the notre dame south carolina game was really good that was awesome um i think i picked south carolina to win outright and i was feeling good about that
1: that that didn't come to fruition um how about texas tech okay so this is this is the one game that has stood out to me the most during this this uh because whatever day that was it was was arkansas game too oh yeah so all right let's get into this because this is like um like before like like i guess every game goes on december 30th and december 31st obviously you get like new year's six bowls and like some of these bigger bowl games um and like anybody that has been like uh, you know sitting on like a a soapbox about how bowl games don't matter and it's like cannell even said something like you should be you should have to have won nine games or it was eight games to be bowl eligible i was like there's been so many good bowl games I mean Oregon UNC. You brought up the uh, the Notre Dame South Carolina game. Your game against Oklahoma. Um, man, it's just been it's been a really really Pitt, good bowl UCLA season. UCLA
0: was really good. I don't know if you watched that thirty seven thirty five. Um, Pit one, right? Pit one, yeah. I, I was oh, shocked Boston by that. Um, did you get a chance to watch the uh, Ohio Wyoming game on Barstool?
1: Absolutely not. No.
0: I mean, obviously the two teams aren't great, but I thought it was pretty interesting, like side deal that I mean, like they
1: just could say whatever they want. Like they were custom. the GD them, like, on live TV, didn't Yeah, he? yeah. yeah. I like, I'm yeah. sitting here with this like smug look at my like in like dismissive attitude about it, but like this, I mean That's what we do. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um no, but I mean, you know, good for them. It's pretty cool they have their own bowl for sure. Um so the TC the, the Texas Tech game, the Texas Tech Ole Miss game. If there was a case to be made about how bad officiating was impacting a game, it was that game over anything else this bowl season. Okay, and I, I missed that, I, so it was like because it was a late start, it was like a nine o'clock start for that game. I think y'all's game was still on. Mm-hmm. Um, if you missed it, Lane Kiffin was just uh, like some, teetering on a line between like Lane Kiffin, just like the riverboat gambler, going for it, went for. Went for a fourth and one on his own eleven yard line in the second quarter. No,
0: you know why I missed that because we were recording during it. Um, That's right.
1: Our game was the next day. Yeah. Okay. So, but like I remember, I was like watching this game and I was like, he's like either gonna be I don't know, like like all these all these gambles are gonna like pay off and he's gonna look like a genius because the analytics, or. He's going to finish this season out like Brian Harson did last year and just fucking shit the bed the entire rest of the season from like November on. And that's what happened. But as I'm watching the game, I, there was like several things that happened. I was like, I don't want to be caught like a prisoner of the moment. Like I'm sure that announcers aren't like actively pulling against a certain team or a certain conference. That'd be ridiculous. And I think 99% of the time that doesn't happen. I'm sure I start to get on Twitter and like on – you know, social media. Andre Ware just going out of his way, I feel like, to, like, anything that could have happened against Ole Miss. There was at one point I put I put a video up about this because I was like, I, I don't want to sound like an idiot if, like you know, if I throw that out there everywhere. Tim Elko. Tim Elko was tweeting about it, like, the fucking first baseman from Ole Miss's baseball team. Yeah, yeah. Um, because at one point, they had, I think, Texas Tech had two two penalties all night. There was, like, a a targeting call, I think that where a kid got suspended for the first half of next season. Um, and at one point, they had like a, it was like, a, I don't know, it was like a third and one or something like that. And they were just dissecting. There's so many fucking reviews in this game. And it's clear that the kid's knees are on the ground because that's how gravity works. Like, and he was falling to the ground. And Andre was like, I'm I, not a big gravity guy. I'll just be honest. Gravity bong, dude. That's about it. Oh, sick. Yeah. Um, but Andre Ware was like, do you see any daylight between his knee and the grass? And the guy next to him was like, I don't, I, I can't <laughs> fucking do this." This is like, it was unbelievable. It was, and then like, like late in the game, they have, uh, did you see that one-handed catch that um, Malik Heath made in the corner of the end zone? I don't think so. So he he's getting like just bodied by the defender. He's like grabbing his jersey and he just one hand, cradles it into this like the side of his his left side of his body, scores, and they have to go for two because they were down by like ten. So they go for two and they run this like crossing route and the guy's like almost wide open. And as he's about to break free, the linebacker for Texas Tech turns him like like with both hands. Like like this. And I was like, that I feel like that's a flag. And they didn't call it. Andre Ware immediately goes, That's really good coverage. That is really good coverage. <laughs> and Dude, should- Andre Ware is a horrible announcer, by the way. Is he bad? He's like, it's not good. No. No, it's not good. No. See um, RG3, the fake pregnancy thing? Uh Yes, I did hear about that. That's weird. Did you hear about the baby? No. It wasn't born. What? So, like, they were trying to, I think they were trying to make some, like, viral moments. Like, oh, my gosh, RG3 found out his wife was going to labor in the sidelines. And he bolts, like, out of the stadium so, like, they it, it was clearly staged, and he was like on the phone. He's like, You're going into labor, and he like runs out of way, like high fives, like all the guys like that are he's he's like on the sidelines with, and then sprints out of the stadium. And was this at the Michigan game? I have no, no, well, probably it's, it's one where Cole Kublick was at, whichever one that was.
0: Yeah, that was a Michigan
1: game. So, he sprints out of the stadium because his wife's in labor, and then tells everyone, It's like, no worries, guys. Uh, I made it home just in time, as she was going into labor. So, lucky me. And they were like, "What? What was it, a boy or a girl?" It's like she didn't have the baby, which I didn't know was an option. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it. Is, I mean, it may not have been that she was in labor, um, but yeah, that's that's pretty funny.
1: It was really weird. It was very weird.
0: Um, obviously, we got some good games coming up tomorrow. <laughs> We're not going to preview. You think we're going to end this podcast
1: on me talking about that Bama win in New Orleans? You're wrong. Oh yeah,
0: of course. Uh, I'll say my piece, and I'll let you kind of end the show talking about the Bama game. Um, Thought I just, I'm, I'm so glad that it worked out that Bryce Young and Will Anderson decided to play in the game, and. I haven't seen Will Will Anderson stats, but I mean Bryce Young just fifteen of twenty one, three twenty one, five TDs. Um, just an incredible game from Bryce, and obviously it's crazy to me that he never won a championship at Bama. He, um, he did. He was
1: on the twenty twenty team.
0: Well, but like as the quarterback. Sure. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean the walk ons won too, asshole.
1: I just I just it's so weird that like this two year window where he played for a a, a national title. Well because with, I like,
0: because I think he's the best QB that I've seen at Banner.
1: It, I, like, again, don't want to be a person of the moment, but I think he might be the best player they've had. He's definitely the best quarterback they've ever had. And that's like really saying something from Jalen to uh Mac Jacob Coker. Right. Um, JP Dubbs. It also has me very, very concerned for whoever comes in next year, just because of the natural fall off you're going to have of like talent because I, Drake you, uh, he's going to Notre Dame. You, you brought up like the, <laughs> no, the that's numbers, Hartman. Right? Hartman. Oh yeah, that's right. You brought up like the, uh, the numbers he put up. Mm-hmm. So Kansas state like went on a roll like to end the season, right. Offensively and defensively, they were putting up like 39 points a game, like 460 yards of offense, but on defense, especially in, the, in their secondary, they hadn't allowed a single uh, a single quarterback over 250. Or there was one quarterback that had over 250 yards. It was and had 251. They were in the last six games of the season. Quarterbacks were averaging only 201 yards per game, uh, and 6.1 yards per attempt. Is one of the the bottom ten uh, or one of the best yards per attempt? I guess. Defense is whatever you want to say in the country. Like they were, they were dominant at times. Um, in the last six games, they would allowed a total of six touchdowns uh, through the air and had seven interceptions. It, like they, they had been really, really good. Also, like uh, for the, on the other side of the ball, Will Howard had 15 touchdowns and like two interceptions. Anyway, what Bryce did was amazing, man, and it was. I, I'm so glad they, they like didn't backfire because you saw that with Matt Corral last year getting hurt. Um, but I don't know. if There's two kids that meant more to the program from like a glue standpoint. And I keep hearing about like you know Bama had like the most talented roster of all time. They clearly did not. Like, just bottom line, I just I can't imagine where that team would have been without those two. Saban probably would have already retired or jumped off a bridge. You think he's going to retire now? Off the I big, don't. Think, I thought he was going to retire. Big Sugar in the Bowl next- win first off, and I, I love this too, because everyone everyone was like, it's Kansas State, dude. Yeah. It's a fucking comp- it's a power five conference champ that's ranked ninth in the country. And Kansas State, yeah, like Kansas State's like a legit good team. They won the Big 12. Didn't they just didn't they just beat, beat TC? Did they beat TC? Okay, yeah, I thought yeah, they did. That's they did crazy. beat TCU. Weird. On a neutral field. That happens. Um, um Yeah, I was really happy about that.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Do you who like is the have you heard anything about the um What's that five star kid that you guys Ty? Uh, Ty Simpson? Simpson. Is he gonna be the guy I next that year? Name.
1: I have no idea. I think it f- sounds like the guy that used to host those like remodeling shows on ABC. Oh yeah, that guy's name was Ty. Yeah, that's why then I guess. Yeah. Um. So I like. I don't know. like, like again. I think Milrow probably has like the Milrow's just a physical freak, and I would love to live in some universe where he is going to be the starter. But knowing full well he is going to lead that team to a nine and three record no matter what that is the ceiling and the floor. Um, But
0: yeah, I I don't know. So, a couple questions here in the chat, and then maybe we'll we'll call it for the night. Yeah, college football defense now gone forever after the COVID season of twenty twenty. Can seventeen to ten games ever be good again? Uh, my personal opinion is it really had nothing to do with COVID. Um, I know we try to. Basically blame everything on COVID, but uh, it's just the way games are called now. Um, like there's so much favor in turn in, to the offense when it comes to how yeah. refs call games. I think it's, it's just, and, and plus the you know some of these the RPO it seems like legitimately impossible to to defense well at all
1: times. You know it is impossible to defend. I realized last night when I watched watching C.J. Stroud do this. You roll a quarterback out and throw it deep, and you have one on one coverage. Just yeah. underthrow it. Just right. underthrow it by five ten yards, and it's it's automatically going to be a pass
0: interference. And I don't think seventeen ten games are are fun at all. I mean, I've got right no. now on at halftime it's ten to three Steelers and Ravens. That's an awful game.
1: That's an awful. Nothing fun too, about it for sure. No, I mean, I think I don't think also the whole defense is dead thing. Georgia just had one of the best defenses in the history of college football a year ago in, in an era where they're they're facing those kind of offenses. But I, I don't know. I think, I think our perception of, or like the, I guess like where the benchmark we, we have like for what a good defense is, is like, it's just different now.
0: It's definitely different now. Yeah. Uh,
1: which power five head coach will be fired
0: like 2022 Auburn did in 2023. So like uh, making up a agrees. scandal <laughs> about the coach. I mean, that seems like a Texas A and M thing for
1: sure. By the way, I don't think they would do that. I feel like they would—they like—they would have too much of a scouts honor type thing. They'd be like, "We can't do that to him, dude." That's fair. Um, um, it might be LSU. I don't think it's a fake scandal. <laughs> you got to text you
0: with your buddies down. We, we got to get Moscona on here for uh, a live breakdown of the
1: the LSU sex party. <laughs> a live breakdown, <laughs> just like just like an all twenty two. Yeah. We're um, all five
0: at least, you know what I mean? That is so much. That
1: is so much. Uh, um
0: I don't know. I mean, I could dude if 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 AM gets off to a really bad start next year, I could see them firing him.
1: There's I don't there's no way. It's still like 80 83 million. The same. I just love the look in your eye when you talk about this. It's I mean, <laughs> and Davo. It's so good. Yeah, it is. Uh, um, yeah. Who else? Any game tomorrow you're you're excited about? Because I feel like I mean, I think uh, like the the first game of the day is is Texas, not Texas, Texas I'm sorry, Mississippi State and oh, I blank on Illinois,
0: which is just oh, God. anytime I think about college football, I think about Illinois. Um, you've got that game. You've got Tulane, USC. That, that game could be fun. That's Tulane, one of those USC? games you watch just to root for the G5 team to beat the bigger team. Yep. Um, I think Caleb Williams actually is playing we don't know we don't know i heard he's having a sex party well that's kind of the thing now um but that game i guess could be fun um you got lsu purdue that's a the largest spread i think of of the bowl season 14 and a half and i heard um, it was the largest spread for yep. sure and then penn state utah will be a really good game actually that last um, game 5 p.m love the rose bowl always got to watch the rose bowl
1: wait is that the, that's not the last game i thought there's one more after it right I don't think you so. You can't close a day with the Rose Bowl. I don't
0: see any other games after 5 p.m.
1: God, I hate everything this year. If they did not set this up at all or set this up well at all. Yeah, having um, having
0: no games on January 1st is, is it just I mean, I understand it because you can't go up against the NFL, but God,
1: that's bad. Hold on, hold on. Why is why are we, I, I fucking hate when they do this? You have four games throughout the day, right? Oh, it's because the NFL, it's Monday night, so they have a Monday night game. God damn it. So you have three, okay, you have four total games under the day. Three of them are, are going to be at 12, one and one. Cool, thanks guys. And that, and then you don't have another bowl game until the national championship. So really going out with a bang. So is LSU. Uh, all right. Well,
0: <laughs> that's going to be the show tonight. That
1: being said, we are going to have a um, a listener meetup. Uh, it will be a group group orgy for sure, um, but with words and kindness. Yeah. Um...
0: Did you ever get the review of the person, the fan who sat with you at the game?
1: Okay, yeah. So a little context to this. We we gave away tickets to the Iron Bowl for somebody, some lucky winner, to sit through 60 minutes of Alabama football with me, which is not lucky at all. Um, They also gave us tickets to the Peach Bowl. So we went yesterday and uh, had a blast. We we were sitting next to um, two, I don't know, 12 to 28-year-olds. I can't tell anymore at this time. Um, two girls. One of them got so drunk that she put her feet up on the per, like the person in front of her on his shoulders, like an ottoman. Okay. And then just passed out. Mm. That was really nice. Um. Anyway, but there was a a review that was left. I'm, I feel like you should read it, not me. Okay. Do you want to send it to me? Do you want to email it to me? Yeah, I feel like we should we should just do this for next time because it's gonna take a okay. second, right? Yeah. That's fair.
0: Uh, Just as an update, it appears that uh, the Destiny Wilson, uh, on-campus recruiter for LSU, is she has blocked her Twitter and Instagram currently. She we mean she blocked it like she she went on private. That's usually a sign that things are
1: amuck. I would think that if you're
0: like in the recruiting game, you wouldn't have a private
1: social media account. Just, just the fact that you said this has been consistent behavior from her in the past. Well, I
0: didn't say that. That was on the thing. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, I don't also know Destiny. Just, she's
0: probably a great woman.
1: Destiny Wild. Yeah. Uh, also, the sheer irony of her going on private after allegedly yeah. having a starting five in basketball just go to town. I mean, that I just don't. That's, yeah. That's a lot. I don't like it. I don't like it uh
0: okay well this is a great show man i i had a blast uh celebrating with all the georgia fans last night i've never been a georgia fan i was rocking georgia gear so people thought i was a fan although i was rocking the i did meet by the way for those that don't follow me on twitter i got to meet pollock and herb street last night uh on my way up to my seats maybe i just caught him at a bad moment but uh pollock was kind of a dick and i just I love that was... you've said
1: that out loud twice now
0: yeah And uh, I've had that story corroborated by many people that have met him. Like, they were all like, oh, yeah, I've met him before too. And he was definitely a dick. So that's kind of weird. I did.
1: Yeah. I I carbonara that as well. Yeah. Carburetor, for sure. Carbonara. But
0: Herb Street was a great guy. My wife, um, who had drinks like I did, uh, was like, you've been on his podcast. You've been on his podcast. She said it to Herb Street? Yeah. Yeah, oh, God. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, you, you probably don't remember me, but you know. But it what you, you know. said will be burned into my memory forever because it was yeah. haunts my dreams to this day. Kirk. I should have told him about the Luke Bryant thing. God, it was so bad. It was. I would give but, anything for him to redeem himself and be like, I I must have like I'm I'm sure I was just making a joke, or like, I just Jesus Christ, he's got to denounce that. It's so bad. Yeah. Herb Street is a good guy, man. I, I'd say Either like he, he
0: like you know for being such a big celebrity in the college football world, like he's super approachable and nice. Um, By the way, are you kind of over Chris Fowler at this point? Oh, I've been over Fowler. He I, he he took so much joy in the 2014 season. Every time Florida State was losing, why? Because I I could tell he just he didn't like the team. And I mean they were unlikable. <laughs> I will say, but. He just was he, devastated when Miami uh, blew the game and we beat Miami. Like, he was just devastated when Jalen Ramsey picked it off to end the game.
1: Picked off Jalen Ramsey.
0: Dude, had he,
1: he had, like – I used to i used to think he was – he used to be like Reese Davis. He did everything. And then he kind of slipped into this Dan Wolken phase where he's like, you know what? Yeah, I am. Um, where he's like, I just want to do tennis. I'll just do tennis in the big games.
0: He loves tennis. And so like
1: now you'll see him on like some of these like calls. Like he'll be like a, like a like Reese, and then will be in the studio, and he'll be like, "I'm actually in Miami. How's the weather up in in Connecticut, huh, guys?" And I was like, "What a dick." Yeah, absolutely. Also, Marler's going to
0: be doing the war chant with Huck. That's right, baby. You're going to be a force state fan soon, dude. I could feel it. Um. Okay. All right. Well, hey, listen, man. It's been an hour fifteen. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah. Get back to your night. I know none of you have work tomorrow, which is great. Enjoy it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a new chat. year. So Yeah. New year. Happy New Year.
1: Make sure you... Happy New Year to you, man. Yeah. New Did Year, you New some, Year. Uh, You'll be living in Florida now. Resolutions. That like one guy can stop being a bitch.
0: Uh, I am starting a whole new daily routine. Something really but. bad about me. I have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. And me too. Um, my new thing is I'm going to be waking up early, doing a little bit of uh, self development, a little exercise, like little time away from the phone and technology without the kids. Sounds like you're just talking about masturbation. We'll see how long this takes before uh, I give up on it. But
1: I'm going to start with my new routine too, which is I'm going to I'm going to like sleep into the afternoon because I'm more yeah. productive at night. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. For sure. Cool. All right, five stars. Go subscribe, like on YouTube. We appreciate it. We will talk to you guys later in the week.